Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Arthur Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Yes, Oilers fans, wishing last night would never end. What a fun game for the Oilers. Everybody getting involved as the Oilers knock off the Hurricanes 7-3. Judging by that song, you likely knew I was hosting today. Dave Campbell behind the glass, Brennan Ulrich with you. Dave, did you like that song at all? Uh, I know it's not your style. First but. time I've ever heard that song. and uh, <laughs> Tritonal, that's a good, uh, it's a DJ group. Well, she has a nice voice, so. Well, Tritonal is actually the people that make the beat, and then they always have vocalists on all their tracks, so that's how it works. But yeah. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but it was a fitting song, because last <laughs> night was fun. It was. I don't think Oilers fans, it's been a tough season for Oilers fans, but last night, you know, was enjoyable from start to finish. Well, maybe not the, the very start of that game, after no. a V2 scored on his own net, but after that, it got a lot better. Yeah, it did. And it was nice to see the Oilers get some breaks, create breaks, uh, capitalize on the team's poor puck management in their own end, and all throughout the ice, really. And uh, unfortunately, you know, we haven't seen enough of this the whole season. But, you know, for a guy like Leon Dreisaitl, I thought a huge game for him. Oh, yeah. Because when you consider his wingers, um, and that's, you know, maybe... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, he's not blessed with, with great talent around him. I think he's des- uh, blessed with people who can skate and, and, and can keep up. But for him to drive that line the way he did, I think that's very impressive. Absolutely. And we'll dig deeper into that uh, topic later on in the show because... After a weird game like that, what do you take away from a game like that? You're not entirely sure. But what we do know is that when Leon Dreisaitl plays like that and drives his own line, that is a strong takeaway and a good sign for the Oilers moving forward. More on that in a second. Oilers Now is always brought to you by Digitex. Ched uses Digitex for their copiers and printers, and the service is excellent. On the program today, we'll be joined by Bob Stoffer here very shortly. He is uh, with the Oilers in Ottawa at practice. Craig Simpson, NHL Hockey on Rogers at 1235, our Wednesday regular. At 105, Dan Rosen, senior writer for NHL.com. He is 
is uh, at the NHL GM meetings. He'll join us to talk about uh, the changes to goaltender interference. At 135, Cam Moon, friend of the show, Rebels play-by-play voice. He'll join us for a full preview of the WHL playoffs. You can call on our Oilers Now hotline at 780-496-0063. Brought to you by Larry the Cable Guy, April 14th. They also have Bill Angvel, March 24th, live at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Email us, OilersNow, at 630Ched.com. Text us at 630-630. Brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at WestlockFord.com. Worth the drive to get your new new ride. And we're on Twitter at OilersNow. Every Tuesday, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. We'll get to uh, some clips from uh, after the game uh, later in the program. But right now, we bring aboard the regular hosts of this program. It's Bob. Stoffer from Ottawa. Bob, how are you doing today? Good. Uh, we flew in uh, from Carolina this morning. Ottawa was on the ice. Uh, they got off a little bit early, so we're just uh, the orders are just finishing their packets as they speak. We will tell you. I don't know if it's been reported yet. Brian Nugent Hopkins did not take part of practice uh, along with Sekra, Cassian, and Mike Camilleri. That's part of the reason why Malone was recalled on a uh, emergency recall with Dylan Simpson. I know you got Craig coming up. Uh, Dylan was sent back down, which would lead me to believe that Secker is probably close, but just not ready to skate today. So the owners are actually just uh, wrapping up practice uh, right now here. Okay, so uh, I guess there would be a chance that Nugent Hopkins misses tomorrow's game, Bob? Uh, no, I, I think he's probably going to play. Uh, but uh, my guess is Todd McClellan will tell us it's a maintenance day. Okay. I didn't notice anything. I mean... To me, he looked a little tweaked uh, against Tampa Bay. We discussed that he didn't have the same explosiveness against the Lightning as he did against Florida. He looked a little bit tweaked in that game. Did play last night. They did a real good job against uh, the McDavid, Nugent, Hopkins, and Ratty line. But the, the other second and third lines absolutely took Carolina to the woodshed. So, anyhow, I, I think there's a chance RNH will play tomorrow night. Okay, well, uh, you hit on dry settle there, Bob. Clearly, uh, he stole the show last night, and uh, favorable matchups with uh, Carolina selling out to stop McDavid. Sort of what we uh, saw in the playoffs from a year ago as well, and uh, that's really encouraging to see dry settle drive his own line, dominate like he did last night, Bob. Uh, but I guess if you're going to to you know play a dry settle down the middle consistently, you need to find some wingers to play with him, and uh, that's been the story all season long finding consistent wingers uh, well on the first line and the second line but say you have Nugent Hopkins and McDavid together and now you have dry subtle uh, I guess maybe we should maybe look forward to the offseason in terms of trying to find the perfect winger for dry subtle on that second line Bob because if you have those two lines going then uh, the Oilers will be tough to handle well you know in Aberg uh, obviously uh, you know made the most of his opportunity last night with Leon that was by far his best game uh, could you, you know, scored as well? Uh, do I think both those guys will end up in the Oilers' top six next year? No. Is there a chance one of them could? Possibly. Um, let's not forget about Kyler Yamamoto. And I know the fans don't like hearing that. While you know you're counting on Yamamoto, I mean he's basically averaged two points per game since going back to uh, Spokane. I do think because Yamamoto's smart uh, and he also has the confidence of his teammates because he plays a strong read and react game. I mean, you ran the analytics on Yamamoto. His numbers were not that bad for his nine games, and he might be able to take a step forward. And then the, the other guy on the right side is Paul Yarby, 
who was driving that third line yesterday at Lucy from Strom. So uh, the Oilers are going to look for some balance. I mean, the final nine games of this year, we are looking at, uh, you know, an opportunity for Kajula and Aber to show that they can be, you know, consistent middle six forwards and maybe guys that can play occasionally in the top six. I, I'd say the list point Kajula has proven that he can be a fourth liner, but hasn't consistently produced enough to, to be anything beyond that yet. Emphasis on yet. If you look at his career trajectory in uh, college, he really elevated in his third year, so maybe he's one of those guys that needs to get used to a level for a couple of uh, years. I can tell you right now, I'm watching him one time puck, uh, him and uh, Paul Yarby. And Paul Yarby obviously has the upside uh, and the athleticism, the size, and all those other things at 21 22 to, you know, to be a top six forward, but we're still, you know, waiting for that other two to drop up. On that case of Pulleyari, who did out of a strong game last night, but we got to keep in mind it was Carolina, and not that the owners look down on anybody, but right now Carolina's goaltending is about as bad as the original league, and that played a factor in that 7 3 victory. Well, a good text here, Bob, from uh, Topher saying, hey, 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 didn't we end up in this uh, situation because we counted on players getting better uh, as uh, we look forward to next season? So I guess. Uh, you know, we can count on guys like Paul Arvey, maybe Yamamoto, but at the same time, I think, uh, you know, one of the main goals this offseason should be to bring in uh, a veteran winger well, as a backup I, plan to play with Dry Settle or McDavid. Well, and, oh, not a backup plan. Well, not a backup. You know what I mean. I, I, like someone that we can count on reliable to, to be in that spot if one of those guys doesn't pan out. You know, a lot of it's going to depend on where Edmonton drops as well. I mean, if the owners are in a situation where they're drafted in the top five, you know, they might be having a guy in a, you know, a Zadina or a Svechnikov that can come in and play right away and, and, and is an offensive guy. So, uh, you know, Yamamoto, I think, is going to push really hard, and Paul Yarby is here on the team and is a guy who uh, I think if there's some confidence shown, uh, and it's got to be a two-way street. I mean, and, and certainly in Paul Yarby's case, he has the physical tools, and he does the work in terms of a physical side of the game. The question is going to be, you know, does he build confidence with his teammates is he focused in terms of, as an example, on the power play? I don't know if anybody saw it, but he did end up on the first game of the power play about three or four games ago and was right in the spot where McDavid brings the puck in and McDavid ran him over because he was in the wrong lane. So, uh, like, yes, has got tremendous athleticism. It's just going to be the process. There's how quickly that occurs to him. And, people, you know, so people can be upset. Why is he playing 16, 17 minutes a game? Maybe you'll see some accelerated minutes. I mean, last night they they built up a lead and just rolled the four lines. So it was a little bit different game in that regard. I do want to hit on a couple other things that happened. You saw the orders made a deal today for Cooper Maruti. Now, I'm not going to be at anybody. I've never seen him play. Uh, I've had a chance to talk to uh, one person internally in the organization and one externally in the organization. Uh, one person described him as a, a strong skater but not a burner. Um and one individual said the exact same thing, good skater. Uh, the contrast was that the individual from outside the organization said, well, this guy is, is, is a, gr- a grinder and a hard worker. Not sure there's a weak offensive potential there, but there is some offensive potential. And, you know, I think that the, there's a belief based upon the year that he had this year in the NCAA in Michigan, uh, the numbers would suggest that he's a pretty good offensive player. So, now, that didn't happen in year three. And if you take a look at the trajectory of players in the NCAA, if guys are truly impactful players, they're putting up numbers in their first and second year, the later bloomers, third and fourth year, those guys usually can play in your bottom six. So, I mean, 
they gave up a third. In a strong draft, so they must like something uh, about him. They must like something about him. So I'm looking for a little bit more information here over the next, you know, by the time we have the show tomorrow. But anyways, it was certainly an interesting deal, and one that people sort of will question. So they've got to have a good read on this guy at this time. Yeah, that is interesting. So uh, that trade uh, just breaking, the Oilers have uh, put it out uh, on Twitter uh, 18 minutes ago. Uh, the Oilers' blue line last night, Bob, a V2, you know, suspect start, scores in his own net, but uh, he rebounded, and uh, he's sort of a high-risk player at times, but he, he sees well, he the game well offensively. Yeah, he can make a play. I mean, yeah. that's the biggest thing about a V2, and if you look at his offensive numbers, it certainly would suggest that uh, the biggest thing is, is, as someone who's, you know, we're not privy to being in the dressing room, but what I will tell you is when you're around the group on a day-to-day basis, the V2 and Pac Vernon have been consummate professionals and not complain about a lack of ice time. And every time those guys have any success, the guys are really happy for them. And the fact that Todd McClellan kept playing a V2 yesterday after that tough bounce or, you know, Pac Vernon after a bad penalty, uh, close volume. that was the type of game where you could do that, and they pushed back and they rallied. So I, I fully expect to see if he could continue to be paired with Benny moving forward. Brendan, we just got access to a room, so I'm going to uh, jump in there and head in there and get some work done, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Sounds good, Bob. Oilers sends tomorrow night. Bob will have the call, and uh, he'll be back on the big chair. Talk to you then. All right, it's 1220 in Edmonton. Once again, a trade just breaking involving the Edmonton Oilers. Oilers. They've acquired Cooper Maruti from the Flyers for a 2019 third-round pick. Maruti playing for the University of Michigan this season. He had 46 points, 14 goals in 37 games. The previous season, five goals in 18 games. So an interesting deal here. Uh, you know, Peter Shrelly at the deadline talked about wanting to uh, get a prospect in, a, in return for Patrick Maroon. So they now turn one of those picks that they acquired or one of their picks for a prospect here. So We'll see if he can help uh, at the AHL level next season or where he'll be, but an interesting deal here for the Oilers. Now, here's a question because some fans may text in or listening and just going, huh, a trade? You can make minor league deals, right? Yes. That's not off the Well, you can make trades. The player just can't play in the playoffs. Right. Okay. Really? So that's how the deadline works. Yeah, like any team can make a trade. I mean, Tampa Bay can make a trade with uh, another team, and I believe how it would work is he would just not be able to or be eligible for the playoffs. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, you know. It's like the Here's non-waiver trade deadline in baseball and the waiver trade deadline in baseball. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's even well, that's even more confusing. I don't even want to get yeah. started on that one. <laughs> okay, I appreciate the clarification. <laughs> well, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, if Bob hasn't heard of this kid, or does he's heard of him, obviously, but he, has, he doesn't know a whole lot about him, then... What am I going to tell you about him? I have no idea. But the Oilers clearly out there scouting him. They must be intrigued by him. So they they trade a third-round pick and a strong draft to bring him in. So that trade just uh, breaking. It's 12-22 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. We'll get some reaction on this deal. We have Craig Simpson coming up at 12.35, Dan Rosen at 1.05, Cam Moon at 1.35. A busy show ahead on the uh, Wednesday edition of Oilers Now. 
When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. 1225 in Edmonton back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich, Dave Campbell with you. We'll get to Craig Simpson at 12.35. We just heard from Bob Stoffer. The Oilers getting off the ice in Ottawa, practicing after last night's 7-3 win. The Oilers making a trade today. We'll get to that in a second. But there was a, a clip I wanted to play at the start of the show uh, from Johanna Vitu after last night's game. Uh, this tells the story about uh, the Oilers last night. Yeah, it's uh, obviously a long time. I haven't scored, I haven't played, so obviously it's, uh, it's a little personal pride, right? I take it. So, uh, I mean, overall, we all had a good game, 7-3. I mean, what is there to say? Nothing. <laughs> there you have it. Nothing else to see here. <laughs> you want to beat two. What else is there to say? We won 7-3. I love that. Classic uh, from Johanna V2 after the game last night, and uh, he made his presence felt, scoring a goal on a beautiful feed from Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, wow, he was on a mission last night, Dreisaitl. That pass, though, to uh, V2 was really impressive to spot the trailer like that and just place it perfectly on his stick, and it was effortless. Like, Dreisaitl was just there in the corner, like, looking at the play after him. I was like, okay, you know, that was easy. But it wasn't. That was just a ridiculous pass. And then the other two passes as well, the one to Kajula to find him in front and the one to Auberg for a tap-in. And then the the goal he scored as well with that one-timer. I mean, he's the total package. So uh, as bad as this season has been for the Oilers, he still has 66 points in 69 games. And he is only 22 years of age. And he's getting better and better. So, Which is why you don't trade him? No, you don't trade him. Let's not talk about it anymore enough. Stop the criticism, I would say, towards a guy well, like yeah. that as well. Like, let's not get on a on one player because the season hasn't went the way it has because I, McDavid, Drysaddle are not the problem here. One bit. So Yeah, very impressive. And you could tell the I mean, Drysaddle's play just influenced the Hurricanes so much. I mean, they, they left gaps and seams open like crazy because they were just so so concerned about number 29 on, on the Oilers. You know, and they were puck watching a lot, and they were just fixated on number twenty nine, and it just opened up so much space for for everyone else. So, and uh, you know, Drysaitel just showed why he's so valuable for this team. Texter says, "Is Donato eligible for the Bruins in the playoffs?" Yes, he was uh, a draft pick to the Bruins, and he was just signed out of college, so he is eligible to play. Once again, the Oilers acquiring Cooper Maruti, center. Shoots right, 21 years of age, playing for the University of Michigan this season. 46 points, 14 goals in 37 games for a third-round pick in 2019. 12:28 in Edmonton, we'll take a timeout. We have Craig Simpson after the news with Eileen Bell.